Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice a week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to the 10 minute body scan meditation and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk about acceptance and change and how they do help with anxiety. If you'll recall in the last episode, I talked about avoidance and aversion and how they really don't help with our anxiety. So I wanted to take that coin and flip it over so we can talk about what does help. And acceptance and change very much help with anxiety. If we're trying to get the anxiety to go away, um, if we're pushing and, you know, why wouldn't we want it to go away? It feels horrible. I totally understand that. I've been there and done that. And I understand where you are at with that feeling of wanting it to go away. But that very effort of trying to get rid of the anxiety, the aversion, like I talked about last time, um, reinforces the fear and the anxiety and keeps the cycle going. It is fueling the fire of anxiety, that effort, that trying to get rid of that not only avoidance, but the aversion, the extreme dislike of what is happening to us. That actually keeps us in the loop. Now that can be hard to grasp because normally we're thinking things like, well, when I don't feel well, I need to make a change to make things feel better because it's my body telling me that something isn't working right or that there is something wrong. But we need to take a step back and realize, like we talked about last time with the noise and the um the clear signal, like which is this static or is this a clear signal? Uh, because the mind can play games on us with anxiety because it's telling us to react in the now about something that isn't happening. It is just a thought or an idea of the future. So we get ourselves into a position of being in the cycle and not being able to get out because we're so desperately trying and putting in so much effort to make it go away. So what is it? Well, how what do we deal with this? We want the feeling to go away. Our What we really want to be focusing on is facing the fear, especially facing the fear of the fear. 
You've heard me talk about this in other podcasts, the fear of the fear or the fear of the anxiety. Um, actually, one, you know how anxiety moves uh, all through our body, you know, our mind. We have all different symptoms, sensations, thoughts. Even if you work on an intrusive thought and you do something and you make it go away, it just pops up somewhere else because why? Why does that happen? Why do our physical sensations pop up somewhere else where we did something to relieve that neck uh, pain and all of a sudden we we do some physical uh, therapy on it or we do some massage on it or take supplements for it or painkillers and it pops up somewhere else because we haven't dealt with the fear of the anxiety. We're still afraid of the fear. And so we can uh, have anxiety pop up all different kinds of places, but not when you get down to the root of it, which is the fear of the fear. Sometimes um, the anxiety can help us to think, you know, uh, it, and get us to do something, right? Uh, it, it can get us to get going on a project, get going on something that we need to do, such as uh, teenagers feel anxious about not getting their homework done. You might be having the feeling like I'm having, I'm thinking this, oh, I need to get working on my taxes. Like, not that I'm anxious about it, but the anxiety is adaptive. It gets us to do things. It gets us to move, right? Or I'm not going to get it done on time. And so there's kind of a balance, right? As human beings, this Again, we don't need to be afraid of it. This feelings of fear and anxiety are a part of who we are. And we're going to encounter these feelings even long after you have cleared your anxiety slash panic. We are still going to have times where you get this feeling. You get this like, ooh, I, I, it's, it, it's adaptive. It's getting us to take care of what needs to be taken care of. And there's a balance between preparing for the future and practicing acceptance, right? We, people always say to me, well, how can I live in the now? I need to plan for my vacation or I need to plan for my, uh, my children's schedules or I need to plan my own work. Um, there's a balance. Yes. And we need to actually feel the pressure sometimes to go and get these things done and, and to move forward. But, and so we don't need to be afraid of the feelings that sometimes future thinking might bring up for us. That is what gets us into the cycle, not the actual feeling of, I need to get this done now. And that little feeling of pressure, what gets us into trouble is the fear of the anxiety or the fear of the fear. What often happens with anxiety uh, as a disorder or as a chronic thing is this balance gets thrown off. So much and so many of our energies end up going into prepare for the future, trying to ward off the discomfort, right? Again, because why would we be doing that? That's that aversion I talked about. That's that feeling of, I don't want this discomfort. And so what happens is that we learn and how to just always be giving pushback. And what we need to do is we need to learn how to practice acceptance of the discomfort and acceptance of the outcomes. So accepting what is and accepting what will come. 
we can do our best work now to the best of our abilities with the information and tools that we have now. And then we have to let go of the outcome by spinning it in our head over and over and over does not change the outcome. We did it. We, and we need to accept the outcome and we need to have acceptance of discomfort. Remember, I'm always saying it. Discomfort is not dangerous, but we equate the two and that keeps us in the cycle. So what we want to find eventually is what I call the sweet spot, the sweet spot between acceptance and change. You know, we talk about the serenity prayer would be having that happen in there, right? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So there is a sweet spot between acceptance and change. And I don't know if um, you have heard me talk about Marsha Linehan before, but she was a psychologist who developed her way of dealing with very difficult patients that had some, some challenges in moving forward that, you know, CBT wasn't doing it. And which is often the case with what I worked with for many, many years in eating disorders. And that's where I learned of Marsha Linehan's work, um, many moons ago. And she developed what is known as dialectical behavior therapy or DBT. And this is mindfulness. Uh, it's a mindfulness-based approach. It works wonders with um, anxiety and, like I said, really more difficult things such as the eating disorders. And because what is this dialectic that we have going on? It's between acceptance and change. What do we accept and what do we change? And so we use our mindfulness to be able to know what to do and how to work through that. And um, I have always thought that journaling is a, a wonderful way to be able to start to see things more clearly. Often when they're up in our head, we don't see them clearly. They just keep spinning. So again, putting pen to paper can really be helpful. And here is a question you can ask yourself in your journal. How is this worry or anxiety helping me? To what extent does worry or anxiety help? We can begin to look when we ask this question at how anxiety has been useful in life. And then we can also look at how has it been not so helpful? Because as we can see, it's part of who we are. We're going to have worry come up. We're going to have anxiety come up in our lives. We are built like that. It is so we can survive. So when we can start to be clear and look at it, it can be very helpful. And I suggest to do that in a journal so you can go back and look at it. It really helps you start to be able to look at how worry or anxiety has been useful in your life. Where has this worked for you? And then you can also see where it has not been helpful. And it makes it, you can see then that it is a neutral thing. It is only our reaction and our our way that we're interpreting that initial anxiety trigger 
that is where we are getting ourselves into a cycle that keeps going and going and going versus having anxiety come up. It helps us. We move along. We jump out of the way of the car and we're done. We don't need to think about it for three days and keep reliving it in our minds. We can also ask, to what degree have efforts to avoid future discomfort, efforts to avoid anxiety, actually been unhelpful? You want to look at how avoiding future discomfort has really not worked in your life, and you'll be able to spot them. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. We need to make sure that we don't get stuck in either or and feeling and thinking that anxiety is bad and I need to get rid of it. It isn't black or white. It is a part of who we are, and we need to be able to deal with it. And we can see it. Um, What we want to be moving out of is being stuck in the cycle, the fear, adrenaline, fear cycle. And how do we keep that going? By trying to get rid of it. It's a paradox. But this is, again, we want to relax. We want to float. We want to accept and change. You want to see that your anxious approach to life has in some point had a positive function. There was a reason that you, you got there. And the reason might be that it's just who you are, that somebody who leans toward wanting to, um, take care of things ahead of time. You know, we all, we all have our different personalities, but what you want to be able to see is that it can be positive and play a function in your life, but that it could also get in the way if you let your mind get overly involved in it or you begin to, uh, have it as a static, right? Always just playing in the background. Shh, it becomes a lot of noise. And we get to look at this more clearly as we begin to put things down in our journal. So we can go over them. We can look back at them. So what is it that we're going to do? The antidote is in 
how to practice more acceptance. How can we get more acceptance in our life? Because our lives are both filled with acceptance and um, adverse outcomes in our life. You know, we can accept all of these things that we don't even like. We really can. It isn't hard to be able to accept them. Like say we, we got to the airport late or we uh, are rushing through traffic. It's like, okay, this is where I'm at. And what can I do right now? That is the acceptance. And what can we change? We can change that we are not going to let this ruin the trip because we're going to change how we interpret it, that we can start adding this everywhere. These might be two words you just want to keep in your journal, right? You can write these words down, like what is the uh, um, acceptance and where is the change? You know, where can I accept and where can I change? And where can I start uh, incorporating both of these? That's why that serenity prayer is so dynamic. It can apply everywhere in your life. And I know that we have all tried to do all kinds of different things to try to, quote, get rid of our anxiety, get rid of the panic. And so we we try things and we sometimes can begin to make our lives smaller. Because one of the things that first gets tried is avoiding or stepping back from life. And there are times when we need to do that because we need to rest and recover. And there are times when we don't need to do that because it is time for us to continue taking our steps in life one foot in front of the other. And so we want to be clear on, am I trying to get rid of something? Am I afraid of something? And we have to be honest with ourselves because Only we know deep in our hearts what that is. We want to be sure that we are not being critical and judgmental of ourselves. The world is full of criticism and judgment, and we don't need to add any more to ourselves. We don't want to tell ourselves how bad it is that we are anxious or how bad it is that we have fear. Um, We want to look at ourselves and say how amazing we are that we can begin to see this more clearly and that maybe through seeing this clearly, I can begin to make changes, that I can begin to take steps in a different direction. I don't have to stay in this cycle that has not been working for me. There's a lot of distracting that goes out out, uh, out in the world, um, both self-medicating, um, distractions, distractions that uh, don't work over the long term. One of the things we want to use distraction for is to get out of a particular moment, a situation where you are driving the kids somewhere and you're starting to feel uncomfortable, you can use your distraction to help you get through the moment and go forward. It is not a long-term cure. We use distraction. Um, those in and of themselves do not help. It's okay to get you out of a situation to help you feel better for the moment, but just know that that's what it is. And you don't want to be living your life from one distraction to the other. That would be exhausting and it wouldn't be living your true life. So we 
don't want to avoid the triggers. What we want to be able to do is to be able to see the triggers and to see them differently to interpret them differently. We do not need to be afraid of that feeling that comes up, that immediate rush of adrenaline and cortisol and heart pounding. We don't need to fear it when we know what it is. Unfortunately, many of the things that we try to do to take care of ourselves early on in our anxiety journey, because we don't know better, or maybe we hadn't learned anything yet, is that we the things we try to do um, actually invite anxiety to stay longer and keep us going in the cycle. So we want to pay attention. So we don't want to avoid And we don't want to use a lot of distraction day in, day out. And we don't want to self-medicate. And we want to be able to be clear. So a lot of things that we do, being hard on ourselves, again, that doesn't work. The self-judgment and the criticism, why am I like this? Oh, my God, what's wrong with me? We think that that would, um, you know, that's the stick and that's going to get us into shape up and it doesn't because the narrowed attention, the, the self-criticism, trying to escape mentally with your distraction and avoiding all the triggers, this all tends to perpetuate um, the anxious avoidance in the world. And we don't want to live there. We can learn to actually be able to be with these feelings And once again, it's such a paradox. Once we are able to be with them, they go away. This is our mindful opening to the real experience of life and the experience of the anxiety when it comes up, knowing that it's okay to have those feelings. It is only in our fear of them that keeps them going over and over again. I hope that this has been helpful for you. And I know it's a lot to chew on sometimes. That's why I want you to take anything that you're thinking about and jot it down in the journal. And if you have questions for us, you can send those to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. Before I read today's quote, I was wondering if you prefer the show without ads. Or perhaps you might like to have access to the entire back catalog of over 600 episodes. Maybe you'd like some bonus meditation episodes. All of that and more are available for five bucks a month with our premium Supercast membership. Go to anxietycoaches.supercast.com and join us ad-free today. The link will be in the show notes. And now for today's quote. I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning how to sail my ship. And that's from Louisa May Alcott. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.